seven hours. Remember when we first started recording the podcast and we thought that the chip could only record like an hour? Yeah. <laughs> you know like, what? We probably let's talk fast. We'd be better off. <laughs> we if would be we better still off if we thought that. that we could only do fifty-six minutes at a time. Yeah. And then Josh was like, "No, you can do like fifty-six hours." <laughs> And we're like, noted. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Pretty much. We shall do that then. <laughs> um, this is Pancake Town, the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. Um, we've been talking about the internet for the last hour and a half. Mostly the internet. Mostly the internet. Emily had a photo go viral. A post go viral it's currently going it's currently going viral yeah um i want to i want to delete it i feel like deleting it no maybe (laughs) i I don't i won't delete it i'll turn the comments off that's the question i think that's what you got to do it's becoming like a part-time job managing (laughs) the comments on this most of my brain it's been most of what i've been not most of it, but like it's been a thing that I've had well, to like. Well, like you want to check, check it right now, right? No, well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, mostly I'm worried about um, people starting shit. Mm-hmm. No one's started anything yet because I have deleted things, mm-hmm. um, and I like it that way. I like I like that no one know. I like it's the same. It's my same thing with show of hands. Like when people are like nothing bad ever happens at your shows and i'm like yeah because it's all behind the scenes none of you assholes ever see any of it it's all it's all me in a back room yelling at somebody and then somebody else crying sometimes me and then like bad shit happening on a phone call and like none of you need to see any of that well in general like like that's my job i still feel like that's how you should run any business like that's why it's called behind the scenes yeah there's a scene and then there's shit that happens behind it like in terms of like letting your customer like keeping some things from your customers yeah. you know like um, if, if a shit show is happening which it's going to happen mm-hmm. no people don't need to see that that's why we've created these other communities like this podcast yeah, and, and the facebook our facebook group, group yeah. like and group texts Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank God for like, group text. That's what all those things are for because we don't have to pretend with each other that those things didn't happen. Right. But and it's very helpful that you don't pretend that those things happen. You can get support from right. supportive people that you trust. But I still like as much as sometimes I um, will admire someone's transparency. Like sometimes it's not great. Sometimes I wonder like if that was really the right thing to like let your customers in on, you know, I think sometimes the transparency stuff is good after the fact, mm, like, like after think, you've resolved yes. the issue, I think as a general okay. rule, sure. if yeah. you've had this bad thing happened, yes. I fixed it. Let me tell you a story, okay. yeah. right? Like that's sure. That, okay. I think that's how transparency right. should be. There shouldn't be any like, Hey, this shit show is currently yeah, like happening. It, yeah. Watch me fall apart. Yeah. Watch this as it happens. That shouldn't ever be the case. It should literally be like, unless it's like a funny thing, like a <laughs> um, check you know, out the state of my office. Sure. Or yeah. like, hey, I dropped all of these yes, tiny sure. things all over yes. the place. Ah. If you're currently in an <laughs> argument with a customer, don't be live texting that or t- live 
yeah. Instagram storying yeah. the tweets or the texts that you're having mm-hmm. with that person. Like that's inappropriate. But like if if later on in a blog post or in a like, hey, here's a teachable moment or something, you want to be like, hey, I wanted to talk about this. I think you could say like I had a shitty day. Let's do something fun. Right. Let's do a giveaway. Or that, if you wanted you know. to be like, hey, I've had three or four conversations with other makers about this topic. Let, I, I thought I'd share my experience with you and then like be real professional about it like don't name people or out people or whatever like just be like hey this is what I learned from it or this is what I did wrong or this is how it turned out but like there's something to be said for I'm I'm of the weird opinion with comments on Instagram posts that like I can do whatever the fuck I want with anybody's comment on any of my posts because it's my post it's my feed if you came over to my post and you posted something and i want to delete it it don't matter why i deleted it it's i i can decide that i don't like the orange heart emoji it offends me (laughs) deleted that's my emoji i use that i use the orange heart get the fuck out of (laughs) here and i don't have to explain to you why i deleted your comment goodbye so if somebody, so basically this post in question. I really want someone to comment with an orange heart on <laughs> your photo after they hear this. So do it, do it, and I'll delete it. <laughs> but I feel I I am kind of regardless of how political or how um, like divisive or trolly or whatever somebody's comment is. Like I delete perfectly innocent comments sometimes that I just like that I just don't like. Or I mean, the ones I'm, I have, the ones that yeah. are like clearly getting what the people that are like, oh my god, check out my feed. Like I delete oh, those all the yeah. time. Oh yeah, the ones that are like spammy, Absolutely. or even the ones that are just trying to be cute, but then they're like kind of covertly trying to get you to look at their mm-hmm. posts or something. And I'm like, I know what you're doing. I'm not stupid. Delete. Like yeah. I just delete them because I don't care so much about. I think some people care too much about like, oh, I want there to be. 14 p- comments so they they just mm. want the quantity of comments to show up so like they'll leave people's dumb like one emoji comments and I stuff i think that and those don't I count d- right comments anyway, but like though. i just delete them because i'm like this is annoying it's not you're not trying to have a conversation you're not leaving anything meaningful get the hell out of here so i'll just delete them um but now this has become a thing where i'm like i don't want people to leave negative things that then other people who either want to defend me or the post or have a conversation with that person or like incite further yeah. no. conversation. Like uh, do that on your own, do that on your own post. Like I, this is a, this is for a craft show. Like what don't have come over here and have a conversation on also, my like, feed. Yeah. Like the, just <sighs> trying to understand the person who's like a legitimate, uh, Trump supporter who decides to go looking through a hashtag that's anti-Trump and they're specifically looking for things to write negative like that's what they're doing like they're like yawn I woke up good morning day I'm gonna get on my phone right now what do you think I should do for the next 20 minutes I think I'm gonna go troll some uh, people who hate Trump and you know what I'm going to do? Um, let me go find my most commonly used emojis. Oh, there's that American flag. Let me use that a bunch of times. And then I'm going to write really grammatically incorrect comments on this craft shows page. 
Like it doesn't, there's no point to it. And so like for me to engage that person, like all I want to do is correct their grammar. That's like all I want to do. I want to be like, I don't really care about your political opinion, but you need to learn how to write a full sentence. It's, it's annoying. And then come make a comment on my post. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm <laughs> Trump 2020. <laughs> like I, <laughs> this is like somewhat the same thing, but not really. Um, and I've complained about it before. Um, but the, uh, food blogger that I follow who used to be all vegan, who is now not, Oh, right. At all. Um, she just posted a chicken recipe the other day. And everyone wanted to st- string they her up. They did exactly what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, f- for God's sake, it's September and it's been like nearly nine months. Leave her alone. Unfollow. Started. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> There are several people who actually, you know, did the typical wrote unfollower unfollowing. Yeah. They write unfollowing. And I told Steve, I'm like, congratulations. Instagram should have this built in that if you ever comment with just the word unfollowing that you like get suspended for five days yeah, or something. Yeah, it just blocks you. Like it just blocks you from their thing. You Done. just get locked out of your account. That's just bad behavior. You yeah, should. You're just being a whiny little brat. Stop being a brat. No one cares, by the way. No one cares. Do you really think that woman cares? No. I mean, it, like I she mean, doesn't care. She does not care. It's just getting old. The lady that told me, months. the lady that told me she wasn't going to support my business, by yeah. which I was like, first of all, you don't know what my business is. You think that I made that candle because yeah. you're too dumb to have even looked at my post twice. You think that a, you think that the craft show that posted this made the candle that you're mad about. Um, Good. G- great. Uh, congratulations. I, I'm sorry. Like, what do you want me to do? Apologize to you? Write you a formal letter? Tell you that I'm now canceling? I mean, did you look to see where she... She's from Paducah, from? Kentucky. So she wasn't coming to show of hands. Also, P.S., everybody. Let me... I'm gonna, here's a little shout out to... Here's a little hot tip for mm-hmm. everyone that thinks that they are um, uh, pr- a private account on Instagram. Because those are the only people who are trolls. Those are the only, because mm-hmm. you're all cowards. Mm-hmm. All the people who write troll comments are cowards. They all have private ac- accounts because they don't want anybody actually coming after them. So it's very brave of you to have a private account and then go onto public accounts and leave your little turds of comments on their public feeds. Congratulations. You're very brave. Um, guess what exists, folks? Facebook. So guess what I do? All I have to do is go look at your name and go on Facebook. There you are. All your family photos, your name. I can find out where you're from. I can see where you live. I can find out that you own your own business and that you are an interior designer and you have a terrible logo. (laughs) (laughs) And that you're white and that you're middle-aged and you live in a suburb of Kentucky. And like, congratulations. Like, you're exactly what I thought you would be. But like you don't know anything about my business and you didn't pay attention to my post. You're just walking around, probably copying, pasting that exact comment, that bland comment about how you're not going to support my, like she said, you've inspired me to never in all caps, never was in all caps, never support your business. uh, American flag, Trump 2020. (laughs) Like if you don't think that that is in a note on her phone that she copy and pastes, into hundreds, if not thousands, of posts on yeah 
Instagram. I mean, she probably from her from the safety of her private hashtag. Absolutely, just Just one at a time. Every time she finds something, guess what? Poop, boop, 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 boop. I'm an interior designer. Boop, boop. (laughs) Like that is so. I'm so sad for her. I'm sad for her. I'm sad for her husband. I'm sad for her children because, like, now when she dies on her tombstone, it's going to say left comments. Right? Like, that's what it's going to say. I thought you were going to say Trump, Trump 2020. 2020. Trump 2020. And it's going to have a little, it's going to have a little like American flag. It. it makes me feel. I know. I hate saying his name. It makes I, me feel like, like I, I die a little. Like, I have to um, donate to charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do, we're going to donate said, some money okay. after this. Yeah. I feel we're going to donate gross. some money to the ACLU after this. But, like, there's part, like, the real me in real life is, like, this bitch could never walk up to me in public and say any of this to my face because she has a private account and she would never like right like that proves to me that like she would never oh i don't know you know like who would she ever wa- like if she walked into sacred art and saw that candle would she walk up to caitlin and be like trump 2020 <laughs> i have no idea like maybe she would i mean i and don't then know high fives to her because like that's some conviction right there like good for you and then i think caitlin would be like cool um you might you might need some help i don't like can i help do you need some assistance <laughs> maybe you don't want to buy one of those that's an option um but like i just deleted it and blocked her but i'm also like you weren't following me i don't know what i don't yeah. know what to tell you you came to me you came here i didn't invite you here i didn't ask you here you sought me out you went out of your way to come here and the only thing i tagged that's the thing i was telling josh i was like the only thing i tagged was ITMFA. I didn't I didn't tag Trump. I didn't tag impeach Trump. I didn't I didn't even tag the word impeachment. I didn't like nothing Trump related. I didn't use the word Trump in my caption. No. Nope. No one in any of my in the comments, not one person said his name, I think cuz most people can't bring themselves to say to write it's, his name. Mm, it's unbearable. Yeah. Um no one said anything negative. But she felt it necessary to so i was like cool this doesn't go along with what's going on here that's not what this is about this is about this candle that one of my makers makes and it's pertinent to the fact that impeachment proceedings began today it's relevant to what's going on in the world and it's promoting the show and this maker that's going to be at the show it's also a post from another maker sacred art that's at the show that's a sponsor of the show help raising money for the it's also helping money for yep. to raise money for a charity that mm-hmm. i support that many of our makers support that many of our shoppers support so then i was like cool your post your comment has nothing to do with any of this goodbye um but now i feel like i'm i'm just like how many more like now it's at the it's like in the top of that hashtags i um feed or know whatever. that this I don't think was supposed to be the topic of no, this episode, of so we definitely need to move on from it. Yes, um, please. <laughs> but I think it was in the show of hands group. Um, someone had posted like a long thing recently that like briefly mentioned, you know, like oh, polit- Elise's thing, putting politics aside and yes, um, focusing on like 
everyone supporting local and small business. Yeah. That's sort of more where I'm at. Like, yeah, we can just agree to disagree because I'm not changing my mind as much as you're not changing your mind For sure. and just focus on things that are actually important. Like, um, trying to not let this economy go to shit. Yeah. You know, um, like I, I don't know that, it's beneficial to anyone to um, put politics before um, like supporting small local business. Of course. You know? And I think, I mean, in the case of this post, like the actual product in question is specifically about impeaching Donald Trump. But that said, like it was, it's just interesting because then there was that other comment that came in, like while we were sitting here, mm. of the lady that's like, "I'm a maker and I have valid opinions and blah blah blah," which is totally true. But the fact is, is like, no, like I don't know. It's an interesting thing to say because it's like, no one asked for your opinion. I just, I just posted a picture of a candle. I mean, I think she just wanted to be like, "Hey, there are makers." Like, it, and I it seemed that's the thing is like, no one like, yeah, I know, no, like you're you're taking it that way that's your you are taking it upon yourself to believe that you're being attacked no one attacked you i didn't say that that candle didn't say that you came here you're not you don't follow me you came here got really upset because you you are already feeling attacked so did I attack you or did you feel attacked? I mean, I think it must be weird to be a conservative um, in our sort of community. It's not, of course, it's not the norm. Of course it is. Um, But at the same time, like if I saw, if I'm at a craft show and I, and, and that's my maker community and I see someone making gun holsters, I'm just trying to use like a, uh, an opposite example, right? Handmade bullets, like handmade gun holsters, and it's somebody that's like very pro gun and is where you know, and is like like there are people that ca- there were people that came to the spring show this last year that like Christina was talking about that was that were like NRA. They were literally wearing like NRA shirts that came that were from the suburbs, and they were actually talking. They were like agenda talking to to vendors about how they should be. I miss that. Yeah. And there, and the question was brought up about whether or not they should be asked to leave. And I was like, well, yes, but not because they're talking about the NRA because they're soliciting people. I don't care if they're coming in here talking about vegan cupcakes. You can't, you're not allowed to be here soliciting anything. You didn't pay to be here. So I'm not attacking your politics. I'm attacking the fact that you're soliciting people. So like if I'm in a maker situation and I'm like, okay, so you're making gun holsters or whatever. And like, I don't agree with that. Like, can't I just walk away? Mm -hmm. Why do I have to be like, I don't agree with this. I'm a maker. I don't believe I don't, I don't support gun ownership, blah, blah, blah. Like, why can't I just shut my mouth and go over here? I don't, that's what I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why you can't just be like, well, fuck that craft show. Goodbye. I'm walking away. I'm going to block them. Or I'm like, if I'm so angry about it that I just can't, I can't stand it. 
why don't you just go like, cool, well, the next time I'm in Chicago, which will probably be never, I'm not going to go to Sacred Art. I'm not going to buy that candle. Fuck the ACLU. I'm not going to show of hands. And, I, and I'm not going to look at this feed anymore. I feel like some people treat politics like the same way they treat team sports like the shit yeah, talking you have to cheer or shit talk that, the one yeah, yeah against or for yeah you can't just shut your mouth and whatever that is yeah. i don't know shit talking yeah yeah like it's i think that it's it's a weird sense of i mean everything on the internet is like this it's a weird like validation thing like even even the woman poor woman that i'm going to call out right now even the woman who felt it necessary to say who that Edgewater candles made that candle, even though they don't make that candle. Like there's this, weird I think she was trying to be a cheerleader for, sure. for them. She absolutely had even good intentions. She, wrong. she had good intentions. I think she slightly thought that I didn't tag the person. I think yeah, she was she, like, that you made a mistake. I'm good. Yes. I yeah. made a mistake. I didn't tag the maker, even though, Wolfgo was tagged from the beginning. Mm. She was like, there's a clothing person tagged, like thinking that like I tagged the person holding mm -hmm. the candle, not the person that I mean, made it. I mean, it is it. confusing that a clothing person made of this candle. It is. However, that uh, candle doesn't look anything like Edgewater's but like, candles. She went out of her way to be like, I'm going to post this and be certain of it. And then when I caught, like I very politely was like, actually the candle is made by Wolfka. It's made by Kate from Wolfka smiley face like i tried to be very polite about it she promptly deleted her post her, well, it was her embarrassing comment. for her yeah i assume because she was embarrassed that yeah. she was wrong but like and to get rid of the tag it, you know it like she, she, she tagged, tagged had, edgewater Campbell's. yeah so like i mean i think she kind of had to delete but it but it's just kind of like a weird situation where that happens a lot where people post things that i'm i correct people a lot where i'm like you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You can just, you, you don't have to talk all the time. Like other people, like you can just shut the fuck up. Like you, you don't have to know things. You, you can actually ask questions. You can actually be like, Hey, who I, does, is, are these made by Edgewater candles? You can, you can be uncertain of things that's allowed. You can ask a question that's allowed. You can have an opinion that's allowed. You don't have to be hateful. You don't have to be attacking people. You can just be like, hey, isn't this funny? Or hey, look at this. Or hey, I made this. Or like, this is for the, like you don't have to immediately assume that these people are awful and these people are great. I right? mean, I feel like her, the candle comment thing makes me think more about the fact that people just really aren't paying attention to anything like the no, fact absolutely that not. she absolutely not. like 100% thought that that candle was made by somebody who it would make no sense that they had made that no. candle she other also than they was like candles I, she was like i buy mine at sacred yeah. art and i was like do you do cuz that like edgewater candles sells their candles at sacred art and like if they were sitting next to each other, you'd be like, these are clearly not made by the same Right. People. They're very, very, <laughs> very different. Everything about them is different. And it's just like, oh my gosh, no matter how hard you try, people still don't have any idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Because there's too much. There's too, there's so much going on. There's too, but also like everyone is 
trying really hard to like have someone pay attention to them and have and and be like have validation and have someone pay attention to their opinion and be right and be important and like that lady from paducah is like trump 2020 and like i stand for something and i believe in something and like cool like i like I have strong convictions about shit, but like the last place that I'm shouting it from the rooftops is in other, in the comment threads of other people's com like feeds of people who completely disagree with me. Like I, where, why am I doing that? What is the point of that? Am oh. I a one woman? Like, am I going to change the world by going into random Instagram posts and being like, hi, I'm, I'm going to ruin your day right now. Like, l listen to me. Oh, by the way, I have a private account where like, you're going to completely dismiss my opinion because I'm clearly just some nobody. Like, I, that's the other thing is like, the minute you see a comment from someone like that, you're like, who's this asshole? And you're like, go look at it. And you're like, oh, you have 92 followers. You have a private account. Um, your bio says something about like how many children you have and and then i'm not allowed i'm not allowed to know anything else Does about it say you. wife also it will probably say something about being a wife there's a picture of a white woman um and then i'm not allowed i'm not allowed to know anything else about you I, but you know everything about me so you're allowed to judge me attack me leave a comment on my post that everyone that knows me I mean, is allowed is to see. This how the internet works, yeah. But then I'm not allowed to know anything about you, but then when I delete your post, you're mad at me? Well, she... W Fuck you. Like, screw, screw off, lady. She didn't... But no, she didn't. To you. But like, do you know what I mean? I think mean? it's time to turn the comments off, Emily. <laughs> I just think it's a really interesting... Do it live like, on the podcast. <laughs> turn the comments off. Turning the comments off. I think... <laughs> well, let's see what like count I'm at. I think you'll still get likes well, even sure, if the comments of are off. And then I'm going to just start getting DMs. Leslie just commented. Guess what, Leslie? <laughs> Your comment's about to get deleted. <laughs> she wrote, Wolfley, you may need to make more than 300, LOL. Because <laughs> squash sold out. Okay. So it's currently at 1,085 likes. For context, everyone, the highest next liked post of mine is like 480 which is a lot which is a lot it's just a picture of chris's dumb booth <laughs> sorry chris it's a real it's a good picture um and his booth looks really good i don't know I, I feel like this has already consumed way more of your uh energy than it needed to i think i hate this kind of thing because it just makes me start to think about like why like why are people so terrible i mean I just I went into a whole thing over the yeah. chicken post the other day. <laughs> just the damn like, chicken post. I don't know why I can't like in I general know, I hate looking at comments, yeah. but I was like I just got to just just a little bit. I got to look a little I know, bit. It's like a car accident. Um Oh, I'm turning them off. But for a long time I would refuse to look at any comments ever. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, I think it, they turn got, off I think commenting. they have to go. Oh my god, you got. Wait, should I like screen cap things first or no? N why? I don't know, it's just a, for like it's shits Instagram. and giggles. It's Instagram. That's a good point. I should just make a shirt that says that. <laughs> I mean, let's let's just read a couple of these nice ones first before we go. Okay. Cuz they'll make us feel better about humanity. Okay. 
Okay. Thistles and Thieves says, this is amazing. Thanks for putting this out into the universe. I didn't. Kate did from Wolfka. Um, oh my God. I just giggle snorted. You <laughs> must see this fabulous candle. A lot of people tagged other people. Yeah. That's cute. That's good. To like send people over. I must, I'm really hoping that a lot of people bought these. And seems like and that they a ton have. of money yeah. is going to the ACLU yeah. because of it. I actually, there was a point where I was like for every, I wanted to start doing a thing where, where every shitty comment I deleted, I kept track of it. And then was like for every shitty comment I delete, I'm going to donate $10 to ACLU. So that was my other option was like keeping the comments on. Mm. And every time somebody troll commented, I would like screen cap it and censor them. And post it and be like, that's another $10 going to the ACLU. Thanks, assholes. Right? But then I was like, that's a thing I have to do. Yeah. I could just at the end be like, I'm donating X amount I of money. I mean, you could do a post t- today yeah, saying like, like, hey, I had to delete I had this to delete many posts. 14 posts. So and I'm going I'm I'm to donate, donate $140. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll. You can still do it. I can still do it. You could also decide to make it $1 and donate 14 because $140 <laughs> is a lot. <laughs> I donated $14, you guys. Deal with it. Um, okay, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I think it has to happen. Okay. Because we've already been talking about Too it for much. like two hours. Turn off commenting. There's no way it's worth that much of it's anyone's off. time. It's off. All right. It's off. I just, I'd like it when we... Um, when we do things, do things we have accountability want, yeah. parties. I think it, it was in the episode that we haven't aired because we went way off the rails and it's not getting aired. <laughs> no one's aired. ever going to hear it. Um, but was when you taught me how to completely turn off my Shopify notifications. So I did do And your that life changed the, forever. Yeah, it doesn't even... So like I turned off the cha-ching thing a long time ago, but now it doesn't even pop up on my screen. And also I didn't realize this would happen. I used to have like a little number next to the app. Oh, that yeah. That said how turn, many. Oh, did that's, you, that's off too. Yeah. It doesn't. I think there's no number the there ever. Good. So um, it's kind of nice. Um, so are we doing your topic first? What's my topic? Andersonville Arts Fest? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Everybody's in the mo- zone to hear me bitch about shit. So I guess you're, yeah, well. you're all riled up. Um, I mean, I don't have a lot to bitch about, <laughs> except get ready. Um, I thought about it on the way over here because I knew that we might talk about this. And, like, I obviously have a lot of feelings about other shows. And I'm always, like... I always want to be as, what's the word, diplomatic as mm, possible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with my critique of other shows. Because I don't want it to be like, yeah, I don't want to be like extra critical because I'm a showrunner and it's a show that's being, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, it should be like this. And then that somehow sway vendor. Because I'm, I'm also fully aware that shows can be run very differently from show of hands and still be perfectly good shows and still be successful for vendors and vendors can make money at them. And like, yeah, maybe they could be organized differently or better organized or marketed differently or whatever. And like, I certainly don't pretend that show of hands is the best run show in the world, but there are certain times when I hear about things from other vendors and then I'm kind of like, well, that's their experience. And like, as much as I'm kind of enraged by certain things that I'm told, 
I didn't experience that firsthand, so mm. I kind of don't actually know what happened. So I can't be super angry or judgmental mm -hmm. about it. But guess what? This weekend, something happened directly to me that I can be really angry and judgmental about. So um, I did Andersonville Arts Fest, and I will say, overall, it was really good. Like, it fucking rained. Mm -hmm. It was really windy. I hate outdoor festivals. They give me lots of anxiety. My shit got rained on. A, a few things got damaged. Nothing, like, major. No drunk people fell into my oh, display, like, at Square Roots. There actually was no, were no... Like, I will say, the shoppers at this festival fucking amazing like the best like far far better than renegade far better way better than square roots like and i don't know if it was because the rain was kind of tempering people's behavior and maybe like maybe that kind of a crowd wasn't out as much mm -hmm. um like if it was sunny and 80 maybe there would have been more drinking yeah, happening the drinking crowd but like I think Andersonville, Andersonville in is, is just chill. A good it's neighborhood. chill, and yeah. they and they were there to like, if not buy things, they were there to like, be genuinely interested in what you were doing, mm. and like come in and be, be like, look at this, and like talk to their friend, and like talk to the person they were with, and say hi yeah. to you, and like ask questions, and just be like nice people. I mean, this neighborhood pushed a Giordano's out yeah. of their neighborhood. Like it's, I mean, quite in impressive. my opinion, it's when you're talking about supporting local businesses, it's, it is the best neighborhood. They also in have the city. like five local coffee shops yeah. in addition to the Starbucks. Yeah. So, I mean, it, they are, their chamber of commerce is fucking amazing. Like they, I don't know. I, if, if, I ever were to have a retail storefront again, it's the only neighborhood mm -hmm. I could fathom yeah. having one in. I would figure out a way to afford to have a storefront in that neighborhood mm -hmm. because it's... There are some available. <laughs> it's, yeah, there are. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. So I felt very supported by the customers. I f there were tons of people that remembered my storefront. There were several people that came by and like said that they missed the store and they were so glad to see me at shows. Um, there were people like people straight up bought things that were just like, I'm so glad you're here or people that had been buying stuff at sacred art that were glad to like see me in person. There were lots of people that were like, Oh my God, I'm so excited for show of hands. Like there was just a lot of like, I don't know, people re people recognizing my brand, which is great, instead of feeling like I'm just, you know, little fish in a big pond kind of situation, like I feel like at Renegade and that kind of thing. Mm. And so, like, the show itself was really good. We were also in this special milk section, so we weren't, like, in the mix with the rest of the vendors, which I felt, like, kind of helped us a little bit. Like, we were kind of, we were at the very front of the show. We were right by the chambers booth, the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce's booth. Um, and then we were with Minimum Maxima. I was sharing with Bonnie, Alicia Moore, Jewelry, and Sophia Reyes were next to us. And then Soap Distillery was next to them. Mm -hmm. So that was like our little milk handmade section. Um, and then there were some other show of hands vendors in the show. Wolfka was there that we were just talking about that makes the candles, but she actually makes clothing. <laughs> um, 
and then Edgewater Candles was there. Um, so it was like, it was, it was good. It was fine. There were some parts of the curation, like some of the booths were kind of random. Like some of the maker people there were like a little bit, I know that it, like, it was a weird mix of like art, art people and maker people. And like, I wasn't quite sure like what they were trying to do. I don't know. Well, and it was called Andersonville Arts yeah. Fest. So like, it was kind of weird that we were there, but then it was also clear that they were trying to have both. They're really, it's two different worlds. Yeah. The like traditional art fair and then like there were definitely were some full on art yeah booths. like there were some people that like fully had like a booth with like seven paintings in it mm -hmm. like and that was their booth um i felt like it could have been like maybe organized better like there could have been sections or something i don't know it just there was a little it would seemed a little bit random but it was also kind of at the whim of the weather there was a little bit of like chaos to the weather there was a bunch of people who didn't show up at all the first like okay. at all to the show because of the rain and then there was a bunch of people that didn't show up after the first day like didn't come back on sunday so it just kind of like kept getting more pared down as mm. the weather got worse um so the incident that happened that made me uncomfortable i guess is the word um was at during setup we got there and um we were allowed to start setting up at like 5 30 in the morning like oh that was the, the, it was like insane it was insane how early we were allowed to be there none of us were there at 5 30. i mean there were i think there were some people that did get there at 5 30. um sarah and i agreed to be there um we were going to be there at 7 30. And cause we were kind of like, well, what if it starts, like if it's raining, we want to be able to like stop setting up and like hide some, you know, like mm -hmm. go sit in our car if it's downpouring and like go back or whatever. So like, we were like, if we get there at seven 30, that gives us like, you know, it started at 10. So that gives us like a couple hours and that's solid time. If we get there at the same time, we can set up our tent. If the other makers get there, we can all kind of like tie our tents to each other and like wait, figure out our weight situation and like figure out, you know, where, where our booths are, all that kind of stuff. So when we got there, Sarah had gotten there first out of all of our group. And she apparently had been, had introd gotten introduced to Amy Amder. Um, and then there was a person at like a check-in place that had like a bin with like plastic bags and like cards that had our booth name on it. And then we all had lanyards that had our booth name on it. And then we got like, you know, a map and like info sheets and other various, there was like chips and random shit in it. Um, so when we pulled in, there was somebody at the front that was like, oh, make sure you go check in. And then uh, Laura from Andersonville Chamber I kind of like I, it, I got the sense right away that the chamber was kind of going to like inter intervene on us mm. like we because none of us had ever had really directly dealt with Amder right because you didn't pay we them you paid, paid Hallie. Hallie so like we none of yeah. us really like signed a contract with Amder none mm. none of us had dealt directly with Amder so Milk had the contract so with Milk Amder, dealt with Amder and then she curated and basically her Milk got yeah. four booths okay and then Milk contacted us and said, here's who goes in these booths. 
Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of a disconnect as mm-hmm. far as like Hallie wasn't there because yeah. why would she be? Um, but then when we showed up, there was almost immediately like this weird vibe of like us not being, I don't want to say welcome, but that's what I felt mm-hmm. of like, Oh, you're the, you're these, uh, you're the yeah. other people. You're the special section. And like, you're not our vendors. You're the milk vendors, which we were kind of fi- like, I think all of us were like, we're going to do our own thing. Like we're going to get here. Danielle and Alicia and Sophia and Nina and Peter and me and Sarah, we're all going to figure out where our booth goes. And we're going to like, we're self-sufficient. We've all mm-hmm. done this before. We've all been in shows together before. We don't need your help quite mm-hmm. frankly. So when we first got there, only Sarah had met anybody from Amder. The rest of us just kind of went, said to Sarah, like, do you know where we're supposed to be? And Sarah was like, well, they told me that this is the first booth. And it was labeled like 102. And then we kind of based off of logic, were like, okay, well, on the map we were given, it's literally just a giant square that said milk. Oh, okay. it wasn't no numbers. no numbers, no one, two, three, four. It was just a giant rectangle and said milk. And so we were like, okay, let's assume that if this is the first booth, that the four booths, that booth, and then one, two, three after that are our four booths. That makes sense. So we just started, we were like, cool. If minimum maxima is on the end, if you guys want to be the corner, we'll put you here. We'll move our stuff over. Uh, Danielle showed up and then there was question about whether or not she should switch with minimum maxima. They were kind of having a conversation about whether or not she was going to be on the corner. And then Alicia and Sophia showed up and somebody from Amder comes over and is like, what are you got? What are you guys doing? And we were like, Oh cool. We're in the milk section. So we're, we're just four booths that are together. Can you tell us if you're, if we're in the right place? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, there's just one, two, three, four, but like, make sure there's a space between these two. And we were like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, there has to be a gap here. There's a space between the third booth and the fourth booth. And we're like, cool. Well, that's, can you, and I said to her, can you tell me why that is? Like, is that an access to mm-hmm. something? Like, do they, it, does there need to be like an aisle there is that for like maintenance like why why because we're supposed we're actually all supposed to be together mm-hmm. and she's like no that's just it just needs there just needs to be a space there i'm like okay well that's not a reason um and i said well that's actually doesn't really make sense because if you can t- if you see by the layout yeah that, that means there's one two three a full booth space it was literally a full 10 foot booth space was this gap uh-huh and then Danielle is bumped up against the other tent. And I said, that makes Danielle not in our, she's no longer in our section. Yeah. So can we find out if that's actually how it's supposed to be? Because on our map, and I, got, I had a map, their map. And I'm like, on our map, it shows that we're all together and that there's no gap. There's literally no gap there. And she's like, no, there's a gap there. <laughs> and so I was like, okay and so i just was like i'm gonna go talk to laura i'm just gonna go ask laura because like clearly like you don't hand me a map and then tell me that the map that like no now there's a gap here for some reason and danielle was basically like i just want to know where i am so i can set up nothing worse than getting to a craft show and and then like knowing 
like how much time you have to right? set up. Like I have and two hours. Wasting it. It's on also figuring gonna out where rain. you're supposed to be. It might rain at any moment, and all we want to do, literally, all we wanted to do was get our tents up so that we could at least be yeah. under a tent when it yeah. started raining. So this, so this woman is like being she. The fact that she wasn't like I could tell she didn't know what she was talking about because she didn't give me a reason. She was just like, there's a gap here. And I was like, cool. If you could just tell me why there's a gap there that like that. And you can explain it to me like that. And she could have made something up and I would have been like, okay. So I was just like, okay, cool. Thank you for your help. And so she walks, she leaves. And so I go to the, our group and I was like, okay, I don't know. She seems to think that there needs to be a gap here. I said, I'm not totally sure what that's about. So I was like, I'm going to just double check with Laura and see what she says because she told me and Hallie told me that we were four booths all bumped up to each other to the point where I said something about us connecting our tents to mm-hmm. each other and like waiting our tents with each other. Um, so I went and I asked Laura and she's like, no, you guys are all in a group together. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no gap. So then she goes and looks at their map and she's like, yeah, they gave you five booths. There's no mm-hmm. gap. She's like, you should, there should be four booths all together. She's like, if, if you if there's space at the end that's just an empty space and i don't know why that's there she's like that they made a mistake and i was like okay well if you're telling me that we're we're gonna put our booths here and i was like there no 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 like that like does that sound good she's like yes that sounds great so cars are driving in and are parked like in the street but then also have to let more cars come in on the side right So we all have our, we're starting to pop our tents and have them like in the gutter, right? So like Mm -hmm. the back end of the tent is in the gutter. Now we're just standing there having a conversation and we're all starting to move our stuff into our spots. And we're in mid speaking to each other and a woman that none of us have met except for Sarah comes out from nowhere and is doing the timeout signal, making a T with her hands. And is going, I'm going to need a timeout. I'm going to need a timeout. Timeout. I'm going to need a timeout. And we all just stop, like, I think mostly out of shock. Like, we don't know what the fuck is happening because a grown woman is timeouting us. And she just starts talking on top of us. Like, we're like, oh, I guess we're done talking. And she says, you can't put your tents like this. Your tents need to be in the spots that we've marked. And we're like, okay, we're just setting up. Like, we're just putting our stuff in place. Like, we're not, nothing is tied down. And she's like, no, no, no. They have to, they can't be in the gutter like this. They have to be up where the marks are. And I say, I start to say, well, as you can see, there are cars parked here. So we can't put them where they actually are marked. There's cars parked. And in the middle of me saying that, she goes, I'm talking. And Peter's like behind her and is like, um, okay, shit what's going on like we're all just kind of like making eyes at each other like what's why are we being yelled like i think none of us understood why we were being like kind of yelled at so she's just like kind of barking orders at us and we're all just like no one's disagreeing with you like no one no one's not doing what you're saying like we literally just got here and we've all been trying to figure out like why your booth numbers don't match up with our map and why your person told like, and none of us said any of this to her, but we're all just like, we would have been set up half an hour ago. If 
somebody had clearly told us what booth numbers we were in and if things had been marked correctly and if your person hadn't told us there was a weird gap here and like so she just like she she seemed very stressed out and i'm gonna give her a little bit of credit i guess that like she was very rude to us because she was stressed out but she kind of came in she time outed us she said some things and then was like and then basically was like okay everybody okay everybody got it and then like walked away and we were all and i was like oh this is not like this isn't gonna work for me like i was just like (laughs) i was like i hope she doesn't come back here at all i just i can't even imagine if you talk to show of hands that, funders that's that all way. i could think of that's yeah. all i could think of while she was taught when she when she like kind of shut us all up all i could think of was if i talked to people that way at show of hands if i walked up to a group of vendors that didn't know me that had never met me and instead of saying excuse me i'm so sorry to interrupt you guys i know you're setting up I'm Emily. I'm the showrunner. I'm, I, I know I haven't met some of you really quickly. Um, if I can have your attention, I just wanted to let you know a couple of things. Like, why wouldn't I say that? Why, w- why wouldn't you walk up to a group of people you've never met before who are clearly your vendors? And introdu- first of all, introduce yourself. Well, for I Christ's think she sake, decided that that um, Sarah was the person she introduced no, herself to like, and she's done because um, we were the employees of Hallie. Of Hallie. Yeah. That, it's despicable. Just I was like, no, that's not how you treat... Even if we were like the garbage man. I don't think she thought of you guys as no, being her vendors. No, I don't think so either. Because... She later proved that as well. She was very nice to me when and I was, was in not her nice. show that was I think, terrible. I, I think her niceness is fake because here's what happened well, next. Here's whose what happened. niceness isn't fake? My niceness is not fake. I mean, like when you need to be nice, you don't... I'm being genuinely <laughs> concerned for people. Like I'm, I'm serious. I'm being serious. I mean, I'm not walking up to people being like, hi everybody. How are we today? I'm like, Hey, is everybody okay? Do you need anything? I'm fucking serious because you know what? I want everybody to be okay because my show is going to go better. If you're doing okay. You've probably had a fake it though. Sometimes well, of course. Right. But so she does, she does this thing where she yells at all of us. She goes away and then like an hour it like i don't know how many hours later it was at some point early on when the show has first started or we're we're mostly set up she comes back like like maybe an alien has swapped her brain Uh like she's a different person now Uh like i i was thinking maybe she took a pill or something she comes back and walks into our booth and i for the rest of the show called her timeout that was her name well it's also the name of the episode now (laughs) She comes back to our booth and she walks in the booth and she's like, your booth is so beautiful. So colorful. What a great display. This is really nice. She walks right up to me and puts her hand out and she's like, hi, it's so nice to meet you. I'm Amy Amder. Yeah. Like a fake human being. And I'm like, you just yelled at me. Yeah. An hour and a half ago. You treated me like a dumb child. And now you're going to shake my hand and smile at me. Maybe she did take a pill. And I <laughs> shook her hand and I smiled right back at yeah. her. So I'd fake nice there. Yeah. It's because I, cause I was like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time. What am I going to say? Like, you're a fake bitch to her face. Like, I was like in shock. I, I was like, wow, this is, I was impressed. Yeah. I was I mean, that's what impressed. she should have done. From it, the, and that, when she left, yeah. that is exactly what I said. 
I said, if you have that in you, if you're capable yeah. of that amount of yeah. fakeness, yeah. you should have done that first. And also, here's what she could have done to redeem herself. If she had flipped her shit earlier and was having a rough time, it was raining. It was a stressful time. I yeah. trust. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. I know. All she had to do was come in there and be like, you guys, seriously, is a rough day. I know that earlier I was a little short with you about the tents. I apologize. Let's start over. Your booth looks great. Everything's worked out. Oh, that's all you have to do. Be slightly, just a t- yeah. tiny, teeny bit humble yeah. about your own bad attitude. That's all you had to do. She would have skyrocketed her reputation in my mind. Yeah. Her, my feelings about her would have been 100% different than they are right now. But instead, she had no acknowledgement of how she was rude to Peter and Nina. She was very rude to Danielle. She was rude to me. She was rude to Sarah. She was rude to Alicia. She was rude to Sophia. And, and by proxy, she was rude to Hallie. Mm-hmm. And I was offended by it. Like, to be totally honest, I was offended by it. And just because it was stressful and just because it was raining, in my opinion, it is her job to not be rude to us. We, we, were, we did nothing wrong. If we had all been misbehaving, if we had all broken a bunch of rules, if we had all put our tents in the wrong place and said, we're putting our tents here, then yeah, be rude to us. But she went, she went full throttle into she's going to treat us like we are bad vendors. She's and we been did, doing and this we, for a long time. We are good time. vendors. We are probably the best vendors she could wish for. I, I think that it's probably like because she's been doing it longer than like then she should be better right she should be better than everybody else she should be better at that fake shit than i am it's probably some like long rivalry thing in her head between the like fine art she needs a therapist then she needs a therapist type because that's hilarious because i you guys are the i could go run an art show in my sleep and I would be just as nice and respectful to those people. I would never go in there and be like, uh, these painter people. Uh. Like, I would just be like, who needs what? This is my job. Tents need to go up. Rain is coming. Where's my security at? How's the garbage being dealt with? You do your job. You're getting paid a lot of money to do your job. She also has like a full staff. She has a full staff of people. Yeah. I do that show. I do fucking show up hands pretty much by myself. Yeah. Well, the during the show day of i have amazing help i have two staff members and four to five volunteers right which i feel like she had like a team of like maintenance people that were like supposedly going to come around and help us with things that we never saw we never saw not one of them i mean the show i did of hers was indoor I and think there, she was it felt like there were people coming out. around all the time asking us if we needed anything. And maybe that was just really obvious because there weren't customers. there. No one ever came um, and asked us if we needed anything. And we needed things a lot because it was pouring down rain and the wind was blowing away people's tents. I really just needed customers at the show. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Um, yeah, there was a lot of like patronizing comments from their staff. I mean, that that's was what about it sounds like. Got. Didn't you get sweetied? I got sweetied. Mm-hmm. When I was asking about 
like when I was asking legit questions about things, I got sweetied a couple times. Thankfully, not by a man, but still got sweetied. Yeah. And I don't then, know what's worse, a woman who should know better or well, a man. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, a woman that's like 10 years older than me, sweetie, sweetie me. That seems don't a little strange. anyone. Yeah. Ever. Unless it's me sweetieing old white men who support Trump. Okay, we can. And we're trying to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't sweetie someone to their face. But I wouldn't sweetie that guy to his face. I just sweetie him in like a in an anecdotal. Yeah. In In a group text. Yeah. That's what private group text. Yeah. I don't know. There was just like like somebody came by at one point and was like there were two different incidences of people being like pretty patronizing to Sarah, which I didn't appreciate where like one of them was Amy Amder. Where she came in and was like, she said something about her booth display and her products. And you know how Sarah is. Sarah's like, does, isn't, she's not a great foil for like people's bullshit. No. So like she doesn't, yeah. she will never, she will never say like, oh yes, of co- thank you. Of course. She'll just be like, mm-hmm, yep, that's right. Like she, like she, it's awesome. So at one point, I think it might have been when she introduced, when she did come in and say like, oh, you're so colorful. I'm Amy Amder. And I was like, nice to meet you. I'm Emily. I run show of hands. You have no awareness of that. Um, she says to Sarah something about her boot display looking really nice and that like, you know, looked like a store. Um, and she's like, you have so many products. Like everything looks so great. You have so many products. And Sarah's like, this is like a third of my product line. And she's like, I pare it down for outdoor shows. So this isn't, this isn't even half of what I actually have. And she's like, oh my, that's, oh, that's so impressive. You've been doing this for like a couple years or Like, and she's just, ta- she, she was doing, it was like, I can tell it was like, she was trying to make conversation, but like was uncomfortable doing it. And like, she was obviously trying to be nice, but it came off very patronizing. Mm-hmm. Like it came off like, it came off like, a lady who thinks she's much older than Sarah. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. she didn't realize like, like Sarah's like almost 40. Like she's been doing this for a decade. And I think that in Amy Amder's mind, maybe Sarah's 26 and has been doing this for two years. And like maybe buys this from a factory with her daddy's money or something. I have no idea. Like she talked to her like that, like, made assumptions about it in a way that Sarah was like, yeah, I make all of this. I've been doing this for a long time. It's really hard. <laughs> I sell to it. She was like, Oh, do you do a lot of, do you like, do you sell a lot of this? Like, is this, you know, she's like, yeah. I mean, and then she was like, do you have a, or is this in store? You should sell to stores. And I was just like, stop talk. I wanted her to be like, just stop talking to her. Get out of here. Yeah. You're making it worse. I, <laughs> This happens to all of us, I think. Mm-hmm. The person who's never heard of you, and so they start they asking that you're a all baby. these questions that um, imply that since they haven't heard of you, that yes. you have to be new. You have to be new, and you also, not only are you new, you are inexperienced and um, and and have no no sales it's so awkward to respond to them to have to be like oh actually i've been doing it for this long and i'm in this many like i'm i'm you know like fairly professional there was a guy established and there was a guy at sauced and i definitely 
have found that I can talk to people differently at Sauced because of the context of the show and the type of customers mm -hmm. that are there. Mm -hmm. So I definitely like I'm a little less um, appropriate. That's at like Sauced. a drinking show. It's, it's a drinking show. Sauced. So there was a guy that Therese and I decided pretty quickly was just hitting on me. And I thought it was really funny. And then it turned out that his name was Josh, which we both thought was extra funny. Oh my God. But then I was like, that guy could literally be my son. Like he, like he was such a little baby. And I was like, do you think, like, I wonder how old he thinks I am. Like maybe that was really, a baby yeah. Face. I was like, maybe he's a baby face and maybe he's really into 40 year old ladies. I don't know. But he was talking to me for a really long time. And then it got to the point where like his questions were just like, he was just making up shit to talk to me. Aww. It was real cute. So he was talking to me for a while. And then finally he's like, do you have a business card? I'd love <laughs> to get your business card. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I totally have a business card. And I was like, it's right there on the end of the table. So he takes it and he turns it over. He looks at it. It clearly like one of the biggest things on the back of the business card is my website. Uh -huh. He looks at the back of it, but then still proceeds to go. So you have like an online shop, right? And I said, yep, all this is online. And he's like, it's like an Etsy shop, right? And I oh. said, and I and I said, I said, no, I don't have an Etsy shop. And he's like, oh, that's surprising. And I said, no. and I said, I was like, no, I'm an adult. <laughs> and he and he looked at me. He like had a moment near. He's like, what? And I was like, I said, I don't have an Etsy shop because I'm an adult. And he and like he, it still took him a moment. And he's like, oh. And I said, I had an Etsy shop. 13 years ago I don't have it anymore because I have a real website and he and it was like he could he did he could not respond to me it was very hard for him <laughs> it's so hard to and I said us, it's on the business card <laughs> like because we um have known about Etsy since it started started yeah um, we had businesses before Etsy like, existed the general public <laughs> is just finding out about yeah Etsy. they're like Etsy's this new thing yeah it's new oh my god I got um for some reason Bank of America is like crazy weird about like catching fraudulent um charges like they've been overly aggressively like yeah I don't know like I've gotten, did you just buy coffee yeah I've gotten are you sure three phone calls because they've shut my card down because oh, they thought they were fraudulent charges that were not fraudulent charges and one of them came from Etsy so I had a call and she's like she pronounced it Etsy Yay! <laughs> and I'm like Aww, oh man that's it's so been sweet. ages you're like that's cute um and it's like it's yes, like when people I made three purchases from Etsy, Etsy today and you shut the third one down for like 20 bucks it's like when people ask if my dog's a corgi Oh, I haven't Which heard I'm that. always like, is that really what you thought? Did you see that spelled somewhere? And you thought, that's how you say that word. Corgi. Do you, what do you do? do I you just say? let, I don't correct them. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, yep, that's correct. She's cute, right? <laughs> you want I, pet her? <laughs> I let myself correct. Um, well, cause I'm with Steve all the time. So like I give myself maybe what one correction a month yeah. <laughs> on, yeah. on pronunciation of things. <laughs> and I can even remember the most recent one. Cause you have to let most of them slide or it just oh. feels like I'm doing it. Yeah. Constantly. Like you're an asshole. Yeah. And it was, it was a night that he was reading to me. 
because <laughs> you're old people. I know. Because I like in your in your twin beds, reading. in your two twin beds <laughs> with your and he had his nightcap on. Oh my god, I got him to read me like two chapters of a book the other night. It was Aww. amazing. But this other cute. night, um, he was reading his dinosaur book. And young young people, this is what old people do. <laughs> You I get know, married and then so your husband, to do your husband reads to you. You don't have to have audiobooks anymore. You just get a no, husband. I like he has a nice reading voice. Um but he um <laughs> mispronounced posthumously. Um Aww. and um You're like, say that again. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, it's it's posthumously. He's like, Oh, I'd never heard it said out loud. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I like, listen to a lot of fine. murder things, so yeah. I know. So what they that say means. that word a lot. Yeah, it's a word in my vernacular, so I know. I think he said like posthumously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what it looks like. Yeah. But like you know, having not heard it out Aww. loud, um, you're like, that's my one for the month. I got one. I haven't corrected anything since. Just you, just let it go. It's so hard for me though. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Ugh. Ah. Oh, the okay. So the final end cap to my Andersonville Oop, experience. You just pulled the headphone thing. Sorry. Um, that was fine. She didn't bother me at, for the rest of the time. There was a lot of like weird feelings of peop- when because people were leaving, like with the rain. It did reaffirm my whole feeling of like, my God, how does anybody do an outdoor festival? It's like a nightmare. <laughs> That's um, why I said no to doing it. Well, twice. no, not like not even like, not even doing it as a <laughs> vendor, but like do it like putting one on. Like oh, sure. organizing one. Yeah. It's, t- it's just, I mean, good lord. Um, there was the whole like, people just kind of left. There was just there was no like understanding of like whether or not you were allowed to leave or if there were any consequences to leaving. Like people were vendors were just kind of like walking around talking to each other like are you gonna leave are you staying are you coming back tomorrow like there was just it was just kind of like a free-for-all basically and the the showrunner part of me was like having anxiety about like the idea of anyone leaving show of hands Mm -hmm. like i you know and it also it also made me think of like oh i've i you know i've actually i've had one i have had one person leave one show early and they were not invited back ever again um but they did leave they got up they packed they packed up their shit and they left like two hours before the show was over um and i told them while they were packing up that they were not going to be invited back and they were like are you serious and i said do i look serious (laughs) i'm i'm probably the most serious person you know so absolutely i'm serious um and then I think they don't, I think they didn't really understand that I was actually serious until the next show came around and they wanted to be in it. And I said, no, don't you remember how we had a conversation about how you can't be in the show anymore? Um, <laughs> but I do have that feeling sometimes where I'm like, I obviously don't have weather things, but like there could be some kind of like crazy scenario where like, what if the weather's really terrible? There could be a like and, full on Right, like what if there's a full thing. blizzard where yeah. like people aren't leaving their house and we're all standing in artifact events and there's no shoppers. Like what if, what if that were to happen and oh, people, and yeah. like we well, were all kind of stuck there and there were no. Remember the, the big snow? I know, but like that was, there was like the most crowded it's ever been. No, I mean oh. the like the big, February. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow. Yes. Like, not during a show. Like, the whole city closed. Yes. Right. Like, that who, would be who like, who knows? A- but then I'm like, 
Yeah, but if something like that happened, like I'm the kind of show organizer that would go around before anybody was upset and be like, look, this is how we're going to deal with this. How does every, I would go around and like talk to everyone and be like, how do we feel? I'm getting, I'm gauging everyone's, you know, are we going to shut down at three? Like I would be worried about people's safety and people getting home and people not getting stranded. And Mm. so I kind of was like, yeah, but I think that I would just deal with it if it happened. Oh my God, what do you do if it is that kind of snow? Right. Because you can't get your money back. Right. So it's not like we can get our money back. I mean, I have insurance that would somewhat like salvage me a little bit, but like. I mean, the chances of that happening. You you guys wouldn't get your money back. Right. No. Just as I wouldn't get my money back. Right. Right. No one gets their money back. So it's just. The venue would win in that scenario. Yeah. The venue and my rentals would win in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and any marketing that I had paid for would would win in the scenario of like weather. I think people forget that we're constantly taking a risk when we sign up Abs- for events. Oh, absolutely. And I think that there's something, you know, there is, it, it did remind me that like, I do need to have a little bit more of a contract in place that is like, hey, if this happens or if that, you know, like, those kind of stipulations that come about where like that people have agreed, you know, cause it's kind of like this unspoken thing. It's kind of this like, well, you all understand that this is how this works, yeah. but like, it, do I mean, you? It's unlikely that we would have extreme weather right. in November. Right. So that's but good. There could, but there also could be any number of other scenarios that could come about. Like what if, something happens at the venue or what Mm -hmm. if like the electricity goes out or what if there's like a terrible storm that causes something else, you know, like who knows? Yeah. Um, but it made me think about like running that kind of event and like all the shit that goes into that. And then like how you can only really expect so much of people. Like you can only really say like, Hey, you know, we expect you to stay, till the end of this so we amder didn't say anything about having to stay because we didn't go directly through them none of us in the milk group like we didn't necessarily know what the deal was okay but then we thought like well certainly if all of these other people are just leaving like no one seems to be stopping them like no one's because you packed up two hours early we packed up at four and it ended at six so we were we were out by like five. But like there was a pretty big storm coming. Yes. And we we stayed far beyond most people. Okay. And there were people so there were a bunch of people who didn't come at all. There were a bunch of people who who started leaving at one on Sunday. Like just full carts of things going past us up to the entrance. Like Did you guys leave your stuff overnight? Yes, on Saturday night. Wow. Yeah, we um we packed up mo- like we packed up most of our pro- well actually all of our product, and Sarah and I both put most of our stuff back in our cars. Okay. Um, we took all of our display stuff and like collapsed it and mm. kind of put it into the middle mm. and okay, then yeah. lowered our tent. Gotcha. Down on top of it and yeah. then like put everything up onto the tables. Cool. Yeah. So like the only thing that when we came back, the only thing that was wet was like the very bottom edge of like one of our tablecloths. So we had like minimal, our, our tent didn't move at all. Like Sophia's tent had moved like a little bit, like it had kind of gotten pushed a little bit by the wind. Um, but none of, nobody in our group had any major 
issues with like the overnight situation. Cool. But I think most of us took stuff home. Um, but it just seemed like there was a lot, it was just kind of generally a lot of people. Sunday morning was really beautiful. Mm -hmm. But then there was still a ton of people, like even when it was like bright and sunny out, there were people, still vendors walking around being like when are you leaving when are, what what's gonna happen whatever and well we were, i mean there was an impending and we storm, were just like it's so. not raining so we're not leaving and sarah and i just kind of had an agreement with each other where we were like we're gonna kind of just keep an eye on it and we had this really we had the accuweather mm. app which is like super accurate um and it has like a two hour precipitation thing so like within two hours you can pretty much know exactly what's coming and so we were basically just like you know, at noon, we were kind of like, okay, so at two, it might be like raining a little bit. And then like at two, it said like at by four, it's going to start getting worse. And then like at, we were basically like at four, we're going to try, we're probably going to just like start packing up and be done because by six, there was like a literal storm mm -hmm. coming. <coughs> so we just, we were basically like, no one seems to care that people are leaving no one's so weird no one has spoken to us no one from the chamber no one from amder has come around to speak to us and so then i think like starting at three sarah and i decided to start just kind of like pare down our booth so we had a table in the middle that had just like display on it it wasn't even yeah you know, and we were like let's just break down this middle table and get rid of it and our cars were parked like a block away. So we were like, we could just break this whole table down and like put that in the car. And then that's one less thing to worry about if it starts to get bad. And then I was taking off like my paper price tags because I was like, these are just getting warped. And like, if people ask, if people want to know what something costs, I'll just tell them. So we were just kind of like soft breaking down and Amy Amder starts coming like suddenly at like three 30, she's walking around and she just passive aggressively is dipping into people's booths. And she's like, so just so you know, we're here till six. You can stay if you want to. Okay. And like, what? and like, and, and Sarah said nothing to her. And then I just said, thanks. And she just, and I was like, is that what we're, is that how we're doing this? Like, you can stay if you want you to. You can stay if you want to, like either either you have to stay the show goes till six or nothing like hmm. or shut the fuck up and leave me alone like i don't understand the passive aggressive like just, just like I, we know we know when the show goes till there's a giant storm coming you either you can either come in here and say hi i'm aware that more than half of our vendors have left also, did you go give this speech to everybody else six hours ago when they all left? Like, I, I don't know. Like, there were people who didn't come back today. Did you call them on the phone and be like, just so you know, we're here till six. Okay, bye. Like, <laughs> it just felt, it felt so passive aggressive and so, like, I'm just here to make you feel bad. Okay, did I do a good job? I think I did. Okay, bye. And I was just like, well, that was great. Thanks for that, sweetie. Like, keep walking, sweetie. I just was like, cool. Th um, well, we're the, we stayed the longest out of everyone. We stayed longer than your 
vendors that you yeah. picked. I mean, it sucks when people leave super early because I feel like that affects, it affects the crowd. Everyone. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, like if people are like even nearby it and was, they see most of the show gone, they're yeah. not going to want to go. I mean, we were already being affected. We were being affected more by the lack of other vendors than we were by the weather yeah. by four o'clock. Yeah. And between four o'clock and five o'clock, by the time it was five o'clock, it was downpouring. Yeah. Like we were run at, by the end when we were actually breaking the tent down, we were running to the car cause it was, and we were, Sarah and I both were completely head to toe drenched in, in rain. Mm, sorry. So if we had waited, if we had left, if we had left at six, we, it would have been, we probably would have lost a lot of product if we had waited till six or if we had even waited till five. But luckily, we got most of our product boxed and in our cars before the rain started. But, we, you know, we made that call. And, like, there were certainly people who got out completely dry because they left two hours earlier than we did. So any um, big lessons learned, like, that you can sort of boil down into a little... I think I learned... I think mostly I just thought a lot about, like how how i deal with people as a showrunner yeah like it i mean honestly that's all i could think about all weekend was like not necessarily just a good reminder yeah to just it was just kind of like do that like i just i thought a lot about like her and her team and how how it made me feel like as a person that was kind of tangential to their event and how if it weren't for my very small interactions with her and a couple people on her team, even with the rain, it would have been a very good experience. Mm. But instead, her really weird, unprofessional attitude made me feel like shit, quite frankly. Like it made me feel, it made me feel bad about how she treated other people. Like the fact that I had to, I wished, I wished that she had just talked to me like shit. Mm. Like I wished that she had just shushed me and time outed me because I would have been like, fuck you, bitch. Like what the, you know, like I think in my head I would have been like, whatever. And I, and I would have been like, you know, I would have gone home and like complained about it to Josh and felt kind of like, Oh, I don't like her. I don't want to interact with her again. Were you somewhat anticipating to not like her already, though? No, because I did. She did that before I even knew who she was. Oh, okay. I didn't even okay. know who that person was. Okay. And then when she left, after she did all of that, she left. And then Sarah told me, "That's the woman that runs the show." And I was like, "That's fucking terrible." That made it way. And then when she told me that, I was like, "That's way worse." Like I wished that that had just been like some like an employee. dumb yeah. lady's mom or something. Like, I wish that it had just been, like, somebody from the chamber's sister. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she hasn't been told, like, that's not how you talk to people. (laughs) But, no, it's the boss of the whole thing. Like, she's the name of the show. That's way worse. What are you going to do if she hears this? I hope that she uh, sits down and goes, wow, the way I talk to people is terrible. I would hope that if I talked, I would hope that right now, if somebody hearing this is like, Emily talked to me like that at a show, 
that they would sincerely send me a message and say, there was a show where you made me feel bad because you were stressed out or you were harsh or you were angry about something or you talked to me and thought you were being funny, but I didn't take it that way because I would want to know that mm. because I don't want to talk. I would not want to talk to people like the way that lady talked to us because it was, it was shitty. And I don't think she thought she was being, I think she didn't think she was being mean. Like, I don't, like, genuinely. Or maybe that it didn't matter. Yeah. Like, you yeah. guys weren't colleagues. Yeah. I yeah. think I, I think she thought she was getting the job done. Like, I like that's what I felt. Like, I, fe- I don't think she, I don't think she was like, I don't like these people. I'm going to go over there and be mean to them. I think she just talks to people like that. I think she just is like, I think she thinks, I mean... I don't want to like put her in a box with like make generalizations about how well, people are. Well, I think are. that's what she did to you guys. Though. Oh, she definitely did. It, but it's really hard to not do that. But I also think that in my experience with like trade show people and bigger corp, more corporate shows mm-hmm. like what I think she's more used to doing, especially women in those environments have learned that that's how they have to talk to people because 90% of the time, like, like almost all of the Javits interactions that I've had, there are a lot of women in those sales environments that like have, have over time, especially older women that have had to deal with like 15, well, hard, 20 years ago. Cause you can't ago. be like too nice. Cause yes. then you get walked all exactly. over. And you are yeah. in an environment where there maybe are more men it's complicated. that you, it's very yeah. complicated. Yeah. And so you are like, I'm a powerful woman yeah. that needs to be listened to and I'm not fucking around and I'm not here to be nice. I'm here I to do that. my job. And yeah. like, they believe that like being loud and demanding and like coming in hard is the way to get people to pay attention to them and listen to them and respect them. Sometimes it is. And, and in my experience, at least with my show, yeah. and like, that's fine. I don't know anything about running yeah. a craft show or a, <laughs> <laughs> a street fair. I don't know anything about <laughs> running a craft Freudian slip. That's <laughs> true though. I don't, honestly. It's all been, it's all been luck at this point. But like, I don't like the outdoor thing makes me terrified. (laughs) Like all the, the extra shit that's going on there. But like, yeah, maybe there's some level of like, she has to just be like kind of a brute with people. Yeah. But like, and she's been doing it for a very long long, time. And she's been doing so many, like she's worked, had to work with so many different, like different chambers of commerce and different levels of city people and different companies. And and food trucks and music vend- venue people and like I mean, so yeah maybe like maybe I give her a break and say like maybe that's a symptom of that. But it the fact that she couldn't have brought herself to just be like hi I don't know any of you people I don't know any of you people I've never met any of you maybe instead of running up to you and just yelling at you I'm going to maybe start the conversation with like, hi, (laughs) hi, none of you know who I am. I'm here to yell at you. So 
could work on people skills. It just, it was very bad. I felt really, I felt bad for her while I was simultaneously feeling, and we were all deer in the headlights at that moment. And then poor Danielle, like Danielle, like Danielle wanted to smack her in the face. I could feel it. Like I, Danielle puts up with a lot and like, but Danielle is like me. Danielle is like me where she's like, I want you to do your job. Like I could see, I, she was talking to her at one point and I knew she was just like, there was a point where she was like, just tell me where my booth is. <laughs> I don't need you to explain shit to me. Just po- point your finger at a booth spot and tell me that's where you're setting up and then go away. Like, I don't need you to like spin it around and explain shit to me and show me a map and tell me a story. And I don't want you to talk, like, feel bad that I'm angry now. I just want you to tell me where my booth is. Because we have limited time and yeah, it's, it's going to rain. It's early on a yeah. Saturday and everyone's it's early on crabby. a Saturday. Everyone's so stressed out and so filled with anxiety about the fact that it's going to rain. Like, and I think that's the biggest part of it. Whenever I've talked to people about show of hands and they're like, how do you deal with all those people? I'm like, you have to remember that everyone is so stressed out. Yeah. Everyone is so nervous. There are people who are scared to talk to people. There are people who are nervous about their booth display. There are people who are worried about their products. There's people who are worried about being alone and not having an employee to help them. There are people who are worried about making money. Like you have to put yourself in every single one of their shoes and be nice to them because they're having a bad day that you have to try to understand. You can't be like, you're everybody's fine. Like, you, it might seem petty to you what they're worried about, but to them, it's the biggest, most important problem of their life right now. And for you to dismiss it is to make them feel like shit. And she, like, in my opinion, someone that has been doing shows for that long should know every possible scenario that a vendor is going through and empathize with it. She should see Danielle getting frustrated and switch gears like on a dime and go, I'm gonna stop talking and tell her where her booth is. She should not stand there and like have a semantics argument with her. She should be like, this bitch is crazy. I'm gonna shut her up and put her in her booth space. <laughs> that's what you have to do. Like, that's what you do. You, you coddle them. All of you makers are little babies. Like, hey little baby, here's just okay. Shh. Here's a coffee. Go sit down now. But not when the shoppers come. Stand up when the shoppers come. <laughs> Maybe you should write a book about this. It'll be called Shut the Fuck Up. It's a craft show. <laughs> or I Calm don't down. know anything about I don't know anything about running, running a craft, craft show. show. <laughs> a memoir. <laughs> uh. Be nice. It'll be called Be Nice. Shut the fuck up and be nice. Just be nice to people. I just want people to just be like respectful of other people. It's not hard to do. Like she, it just was like, I think people let their own insecurities like take over their shit. Like she's obviously nervous. She's running around like trying to be the boss. And like, it's, we're okay with you being nervous. I get, you're a person too. I would hope that people are watching me run around at show of hands and like they're watching me take the trash out and they're all like, what the fuck are you taking the trash out for? Yeah, I yell at you for And that. I'm like, it's fall. <laughs> There's no one else to do it. 
the me- the men aren't allowed to go in the women's bathroom, so I have to do the toilet paper. <laughs> like, I would hope that everybody gets that, like, I'm also a person and that I'm running around trying to do the best I can and that I'm also stressed out. I hope that no one thinks that I'm, like, an invincible force that, like, doesn't go home at night and worry that not enough people came or that people didn't make enough money. Like, yeah, I go home and I go to, I don't go home and go, well, I did my job. I'm gonna, now I'm going to sleep, sleep soundly and get up in the morning and go to brunch. Like, no, I go home and like spent, do a bunch more work and like get ready for the next day and like hope that everybody's okay. And like, think about what problems I can fix for tomorrow and make sure everybody's happy. And that's what everybody else should be doing. That's your job. So I just like, it annoys me when other people are like, that's your job is to help me not like discipline me for something I didn't do. Also, I'm not your vendor. (laughs) I didn't even pay you. Why are you yelling at me? (laughs) It's like yelling at the employee. Like I I don't even work for you. I don't know. It's very weird. I'm, I don't know if anyone will ask for, I told, I did talk to Andersonville chamber at, during the show. I, I actually like right away said to Laura, I was like, Amy Amder was just very inappropriate with all of us. I said, she just came up and yelled at all of us for no reason. And it felt really uncomfortable. And I don't know if there, and I said, and I told her, I was like, if there's a vendor survey, I would like one. (laughs) And she laughed at me and well, I was maybe like, I'm going to have a new job next year. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't know if people want me to have that job. I don't think I would be very good at it. I just said I'm not good at running a craft show. So that's not a good endorsement for myself. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to pee. So that must mean oh, yeah, that we, we got to wrap it, it up. up. All right. This was like the Emily Bitch Fest episode. I'm so sorry. I let you do it, though. So. Michelle's fault. Yeah, I mean it's, it's on me. It's actually a really appropriate title. Yeah, when uh, you so you had actually told me some of this on Sunday night. You were like, "That's I the title of the episode." I kind of already knew it was going to be the title of the episode. I think the title yeah. should be "I'm gonna need a timeout." That's fine, because that's what she said to us. That's fine. I'll write that down too. Which which made me ex- it was extra funny that she said it that way. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a yeah. timeout. Whatever you then want. I was because I had the thought later, like, so she needs a timeout or we need a time. Like, who needs the timeout? <laughs> All of us or just her? She, are we putting her in a timeout? Can I take a timeout to pee? Yeah. <laughs> everybody We're take a timeout. Everybody take a timeout from me bitching about things. And think about what we've all done. And I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I hope that if this is the last episode you ever listen to, thank you for your time. (laughs) We're actually going to record another one. We are. Uh, It'll be less bitchy. Yeah. It'll be more appropriately business related. It's going to be. This one was kind of business related. It's actually going to be super business related. It's going to be interesting. I definitely have to be. Okay. All right. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) 